Let's also remember that the you know the legendary Pokemon are gods. You know, I mean, <laughs> are gods. Who, and who we really, them who like really is the Pokemon master? <laughs> They're the God Kings. The God King Moltres are the Pokemon the real master. <laughs> Praise him. Praise be unto him, Lord of the Sun and Fire, King Moltres. Okay, if Detective Pikachu has like a church dedicated to Moltres, I'm good there. I'm there. I'm absolutely there. And his brother, the Flying Lightning Queen, is <laughs> King and Queen. Zapdos is both King and Queen of Lightning. Yeah. Have you tithed to Zapdos? <laughs> Have you tithed to Zapdos? <laughs> Where you must you must throw a coin into the deepest well in town. Or Zapdos becomes enraged when his fury rains down upon us like a million thunderstorms. It's, su- it's super effective. <laughs> it's fi- <laughs> Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Hey, welcome. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's the animated podcast about real cartoons, and this is Super Kids, Episode 3. My name's Andy. I'm Austin. I'm Rory, and I'm just... I'm really not ready if this is an ASMR episode. For <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yes. oh no, no, thank no. God. We gotta, be, oh. we gotta be really, gotta be really quiet. Let me just because... wipe the sweat from my brow real quick. No, shh. The, 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 the police are after us because we've escaped from cat jail. Yeah, it's a continuity episode. We escaped from the cat jail the last episode, and now we're on the lamb. I've been using a spoon to dig through concrete. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're, we're living in, in a tent, uh, and we're all just... just <laughs> Smelling each other's horrible boy smells. We get to pretend we're pioneers. <laughs> I caught a raccoon. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, can I have some? You may have some raccoon, but uh, let me let me preface. I didn't mean for eating. I meant for you know the cat crimes for further cat crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Raccoons aren't cats, Rory. Rory has made the raccoon his bride. <laughs> What's her name? Samantha Jones. <laughs> I didn't know that they had family names. Have you met the well, parents? We, well, for a marriage license to be official, you can't just write a raccoon on it. Right? Do you take a raccoon to be your lawfully wedded cat? I don't know. I don't know how that ends. <laughs> Boy, it's just three rowdy criminals. I cannot, I cannot be stopped. And Andy is, Andy is our was our official officiant. Now it's real. That's right. This is my wife Samantha. I'm so, so I'm married a bear and I started up a family. <laughs> I am a minister, and I don't know, I don't know what the law says, but I am more than willing to marry Rory but, to this. But raccoon. under God, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Under pioneer law, Under pioneer you can do law. pretty much whatever you want. <laughs> Austin, what wacky thing are you getting into? Um, you know, I've been uh, I've been fixing to make fat wax from uh, animal <laughs> drippings, uh, which will help me uh, for uh, to lubricate my cordage. Yeah, oh boy, you- yeah. I've been watching a lot of 18th century uh, historical <laughs> reenactment videos, so I'm ready and for got this. A, and I've got a real dry chafed cordage. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it appears Austin was a little maybe too prepped for this comic theme. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He does. He's been doing his research. It was my suggestion. I, I said we could rough it. Though we are three, uh, you might say, rowdy rough boys. Oh, boy. I like what you have done there. <laughs> you like that transition? That's what we rowdy boys call transitions. Uh, yeah, this is Super Kids. We're doing this arc. It's a cute little arc. We're watching uh, Astro Boy from the 80s and Powerpuff Girls. And uh, this is our third one. But we have to be still, we still have to be quiet. So keep that in mind as we do this because we don't want the, we don't want the popo on us. Yeah, no kidding. They're looking for loud tents in the area <laughs> of a prison. <laughs> Put out an APB for loud tents near prisons. <laughs> this is somebody talking about Powerpuff Girls and Astro Boy from the direction of that tent. <laughs> well, I want to arrest them, but their conversations sound so interesting. So maybe we'll just sidle up a little closer and listen to them talk about Powerpuff Girls. Well, hey there, pioneers. We're uh, here making uh, making some suet, rendering our kidney fat here from uh, just some mice that I found on the floor. Boy, this uh, is really just this just killing this the fun. This is just awesome. Just <laughs> having a having a fun day. Uh, but what we're gonna melting do while animals we're waiting... is apparently all he knows. Anything while we're about. waiting for the kidney fat to render, uh, <laughs> we are gonna talk about. Uh, episode 12 of season one of the Powerpuff Girls, well, the Rowdy Rough well, Boys. Well, is in the corner melting mice. <laughs> <laughs> we could use their skins Andy as little and, Andy and I. <laughs> they drag Austin away and he's yelling, it's for the cordage! It's for the cordage! <laughs> so, here's the synopsis for the Rowdy Rough Boys. Mojo Jojo creates the ultimate weapons against the Powerpuff Girls. They're Brick, Boomer, and Butch. The Rowdy Rough Boys, male equivalents. When Ooh. regular fighting does not work against the boys, the girls have to use their feminine wiles to seal a victory. Yeah. This one has some great messages for girls, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Uh, In some universe. It took a, not, it took an, it took a, I don't know. I, I didn't hate the initial plot of, no. like, uh, you know, you're, you're gonna, you have to do the, the one thing boys hate. Being nice to them, I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. A fun reversal, uh, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It still doesn't age super great. It was. It was too bad they went to smooches. Was the actual being nice bit was smooches. Mm-hmm. But then, but then Blossom, Blossom, and Bubbles liked smooches. So I guess if they like smooching, then that's you know sex positive. I so. suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's find that silver lining. Uh. This one, this one was a twenty-two minuter. Uh, it was. The last couple that we've watched have been elevens. Yeah, um, I feel like this early in the show, they didn't necessarily know what to do to fill that time. I was just going to say the same thing. I wrote down that it feels like this was a ten-minute episode that they just with with ten minutes of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with with just ten minutes of stretching. You know, they wrote the plot well, yeah. the same way. All right. They well, would. flip side, they wrote uh, maybe. The show was just a little too, I'm not going to say heady, but uh, I can see how it would be all plot and no action if it was squeezed down into 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
Sure. I, I mean, so, yeah. to kind of preserve the the form of half plot, half fighting. Right. They they added, you know, 10 minutes of fighting. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. I mean, I think the first half of this episode is the stronger half for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, because just in terms of the plot, right? I mean, Mojo Jojo, is, we do the rule of threes things again, which uh, I think Powerpuff Girls uses a shit ton to start their episodes mm-hmm. um, to do like to have a sort of like repeating mini plot to set up the premise um, where the yeah, see, the sort of Simpsons Simpsons style. You've got a cold open that is going to dramatically change. Mm-hmm. It's going to go 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 somewhere very different for the rest of the episode. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's nice to get some time with Mojo Jojo, too. And we don't get a ton. I wish that he was more involved in the second half of the episode, but he's pretty mm-hmm. scary in the first chunk. Yeah, yeah, so we open on him on him fighting in a giant robot. It's a pretty good little showdown. Uh, then they send this poor monkey into to real grown up jail, and it's <laughs> it's very we funny. Cut, we because... cut to we cut to like an oblique uh, him in the shadows, just in solitary confinement, just yeah. wasting away. <laughs> well, so they try. He tries in the oubliette. three different times. He tries three different times. <laughs> um, Rory. You know. You can't, you can't use words like that on here. <laughs> We've punished Austin for less. <laughs> that's true. Oubliette's not a sci- that's not a fantasy, silly fantasy word. Eh, no, but it is a real English but it's a major prissy, word. But it's a little prissy. <laughs> that's borderline prissy, my man. <laughs> no, what we're neglecting to mention is that when Mojo Jojo, he tries three different times, three times he tries, and three times he's <laughs> defeated by the PPG. And whenever he's thrown into prison at the end of this montage, uh, he's wearing a full striped outfit of prison stripes, including his like brain including helmet. His brain hat. Yeah. yeah, it's like, very it's cute. Very, it's really funny. Uh, and they're taking his just... fingerprints and right. Uh, I I honestly think if I had watched this episode when I was a very small impressionable child. I would have been terrified of when he finally is thrown in jail for the last time. He throws this like monkey temper tantrum. Yeah. And it's like real. It's, all, it's horrifying. I think oh, I would have needed God. to have a little context of how bad jail is. As a little <laughs> kid, I might not have known it was anything more than time up time out for grownups. Right. Mm-hmm. But oh, my God, there's he's like just bouncing off the walls with real monkey sounds and they, he loses they do this. his mind in solitary <laughs> confinement it's really not okay it's yeah. so fucking terrifying and like he's his mouth has these jagged pointy teeth and we slows him in on his mouth and then it's just oh god uh, this is why i liked the first half of the episode it made me feel things like it, it disgusted me in that way it was and great. when he calls the professor it's very funny oh. it's a gr- it's a great gag <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So he gets fed up. He's like realizing that the the one common denominator is the Powerpuff Girls that keep foiling his plots. So he should just, you know, figure out a way to stop him. So he calls Professor Utonium. Yeah. Um. Well, he talks to Bubbles first. Oh my God. She's like. He's like. May I speak to Professor Utonium? Who may I say is calling? Oh, just a curious stranger. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just is like, Professor, there's a stranger on the phone. Hello there, uh, Mr. Stranger. <laughs> right. Yeah, he does that, and he just very, you know, nonchalantly mentions, you know, oh, just sugar spice, everything nice, and a little bit of Chemical X. That's exactly how I created them. Well, no, it, I mean, he's very specific. It's like eight cups of sugar and oh, a, sure. a, 
pinch of spice and a tablespoon of everything nice. It's like, and then he, I think he finishes the call with like a with like a oh, and I have a great recipe for pound cake, and then he just hangs him and hangs up. <laughs> In a yeah. fun detail that I think probably goes over everybody watching this his head at the time. He's like he says he's a co- like a community college student, mm-hmm. <laughs> just doing <laughs> just doing a little bit of research. Yeah, right. <laughs> I do love that. It's just it's just a detail. I like it when the detail couldn't possibly have. You can't read into that really Mm -hmm. as as a kid uh you can't read into it now i'm not suggesting anything anything (laughs) inappropriate about being a community college student i just like it as a as a detail a kid's not gonna get but still kind of fills in the world yeah right Uh uh-huh but mojo decides that sugar spice and everything nice are too fucking girly for the preachers he wants to create and so he thinks about what little boys are made of. You want some nasty boys. Uh, which, of course, as we all know, because we're boys and, you know, this is our recipe. I mean, this, this is how we were made in the made laboratory. Us. <laughs> it's uh, snips, snails, and puppy dog tails. <laughs> yeah, that ends up being... Is that a real... Uh, that's a real rhyme, right? Or did yeah, they make it, it up is, for this? Because yeah. I remember no, hearing no, no, no. it. Okay. That's, yeah. the, that's the other end of that rhyme. That's what I thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he cuts some armpit hair from a guy benching weights. Yeah, uh, as the snips, and then he t- he asks for the escargot at prison instead of the gruel, and he happily gets served escargot. So he has with snails. like little smiling snails on his tray. Yeah, and then for puppy dog tails, there is a an crop adorable dog. little dog. This is a crop dog. <laughs> an adorable prison yeah, I guess guard a, dog. A prison a, pri- a a prison having a dog isn't that weird though. They have that dog doing normal prison guard stuff, which <laughs> kind of threw me out of the moment for well, a second. Uh, so like, why is there a dog here? The talking dog is actually a recurring character on the show. It is. Yeah. Okay. So he's like a like a weird denizen of the town that no one really asks questions about. He's just a dog that can talk and he shows up okay. randomly. Sure. Uh, but it is kind of funny and adorable that he's in a full like <laughs> prison guard outfit. <laughs> Mojo just yanks his tail off and he's like, ow. <laughs> I feel like there should have been more of a reaction. Yeah. So he has all those three ingredients and now he needs the chemical X. But he doesn't have Kemal X. Instead, you, you he's know got who does? A... Ronald. <laughs> he's got a he's glowing, got a big sticky toilet, h- horrific glowing toilet of of brown gas. <laughs> and we assume that's where Poop lives. That's Poop's house. <laughs> it's Poop's um, house. And <laughs> that's the house of the bad stuff. And and so Mojo. That's the Hall of the Damned. Right, he like lights some candles around it. It becomes like yeah, a he does a, ritual, like a summoning ritual, a nasty ritual, <laughs> a nasty boy ritual. Um, because boys are yucky, and uses this uh this poop hole uh to <laughs> to throw in his ingredients and instantly create uh these fully grown well not fully grown but they're still Powerpuff Girls age but you know they're not like babies they're not babies they're they're yeah. fully fully realized from they're fully realized characters that come out knowing their names and their team name yes and they've got clothes yeah they come out and we get this these rowdy rough boys brick boomer and butch the rowdy rough boys male equivalents (laughs) (laughs) and i i i I guess these are very popular uh villains that come back uh, a few times in the show uh i don't they are funny but in this first episode they don't really get much room to like be anything other than mean and rude yeah they're just uh, mirrors they're, they're just yeah uh but they are funny and it's fun to have 
you know, their their names also all begin with B, just like Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup. Mm-hmm. And they've all got the same colors and they're kind of similar personality traits, just like the mean, rude, rude boy version, just like mm-hmm. the the rude dogs. Um, and they're they're fun. I like them. And they have this weird like father son dynamic with Mojo, which I wish they'd used more because mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of creepy for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And they kind of don't like Mojo because they're not really nice to anybody. But Mojo can kind of twist, twist that into say, you know, well, you know, getting what he way wants. Worse, you yeah. know, it's way worse, and you know who has butts that must be kicked. The butts that <laughs> oh, that must be yeah. the, are deserved to be kicked are the butts that are of the Powerpuff Girls. And it's good to hear him say the word butts so many times. It is it's, good. It's a, it's yeah. an objective good in the world. And not only is it just comedy from saying but because i think too many like kids movies and shows just kind of like rely on the fact that the existence of saying but <laughs> or the existence of butts right we'll just sort of <laughs> deliver the comedy somewhere this this understood that but is a funny word not the but is a funny the the but is funny once you know <laughs> but lingering on how funny the word but is was what worked for this. That should be on your tombstone, Rory. Well, you know, it's but is a is a clever weapon that is used to win a war, you know? It's not Yeah. Mm-hmm. is used strategically here. Yes. Um and used well. So yeah. this then becomes the time where the next like five to ten minutes of the episode is a one prolonged intense fight scene with the Powerpuff Girls. Um yeah. It's got some, it does have some good moments in it, right? I mean, a lot of it is just kind of, you know, fighting nonsense, mm-hmm. right? But I do love how much, uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, I love how much property damage they do. Yeah. Like, there's <laughs> there's a certain point where Buttercup is chucked through a wall into some family's apartment, and then Butch blasts through the wall, and then she picks up the family's couch and hits him with it and blasts another hole into the wall, and then they fly out, and the family's just standing there just shell-shocked. I right. really like those moments. Yeah, they're aware of it. They're definitely aware of property damage as an issue, and <laughs> either lean into it for comedic effect, or they also call attention to it and try to leave town. Yeah. Uh, they're one of my favorite moments, actually, before the boys show up and fight Powerpuff Girls, is the Powerpuff Girls are fighting some sort of large squid monster in town. And Oh, right, the, like, Cyclops octopus. Yeah, like a weird cyclop- Cycloptopus. Ooh, there it is. And uh, Bubbles, it's, like, gonna land or on Bubbles or where she's at, and she's oh, busy yeah. shooing some ladybugs out of the way. <laughs> it's, like, eight <laughs> ladybugs. She's yeah, it's, like, like go, ladybugs, shoo! Shoo, go, ladybugs. <laughs> and it's it's very cute. It's a cute little moment. Uh, yeah. A fun little character moment. Although she does later say that she hates bugs. Uh, uh, it's true. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, very cute moment. Shooting the ladybugs out of the way. And then she like blasts through the corpse of a squid octopus covered in, in ichor. Uh, <laughs> immediately after that. Okay. Okay. No. <laughs> no. No. You get. You get demerits now. If I'm sorry. Gonna, what did Andy I decide think, when to give demerits? I don't. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know what he thought he was the, the mayor of demerits. All of a sudden, yeah. like, hold look, on to your horses. We'll talk, there. A, we'll talk about our oubliettes on our icors, and uh, <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah. Hold on there, shit boy. You gotta. <laughs> Gotta reel in your power hungry craze. <laughs> yeah, this land grab's not gonna work out so well. Shoot. Damn it. <laughs> Shoot. I thought I had them. 
but, and they almost fell for it too. <laughs> uh, so then we get this huge fight scene with uh, the RRB and the PPG and the Snoop D-O-double-G. and they fight for a very long time. Uh, there's one moment during the fight because uh, you know it's a lot of back and forth. They're kind of matching sometimes. The Powerpuff Girls are getting the upper hand, and mm-hmm. other times the Ratty Rough Boys are clearly like taking them out. Um, there's a moment where they're flying through the city, and they fly past some bystanders, and one of them is a another buxom woman. We've <laughs> seen this before, and yes. the air rushes by under her skirt and like rushes up her skirt, and you see like her. Uh, like it's the Marilyn Monroe shot. Tell right? me more. Tell me more. It's just it's just showing more like gratuity. This like male gaziness that's really weird and doesn't add anything to the just, show. It's just a little harmless anime panty shot. Yeah, it's basically that. <laughs> what's, a, what's a little pa- what's a little panty between boys? Yeah, I, yeah it's, it's weird. It's weird nothing, having this nothing show. inappropriate. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just some boys liking panties, and there's nothing inappropriate about that. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Rory, go back to your toilet. <laughs> go, I'm, def- I'm, go, do, I'm on your side. Go, go tell your raccoon <laughs> wife about that. <laughs> oh, I wanted to say, I lo- so th- I'll give you, this was a very long fight scene. Like, it kind of gratuitously long at some point. Uh, I thought it was kind of fun that because they're all so equally matched, like so perfectly equally evenly matched, and... That the the boys don't care about like hurting people that w- they have this upper hand that the girls just can't overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, it's clear that like the girls make a, a specific effort to take the fight away from Townsville because they w- don't want any more civilians to get caught up in it. But you know, the boys couldn't give less of a shit about that. <laughs> um, yeah, don't they? Don't they fart on them at one point? Yeah, so they the, had burritos the, the moment, for lunch. The moment they specifically win is when they completely blast the girls with fart gas, with poo gas, and uh, and they fall choking, and the boys just blast them into the ground, and they explode in like a nuclear explosion, uh, where everything goes silent and everything, you know, and all the townsfolk are looking on in horror. Um, yeah, and they, all, like they a, all think the girls die. It's a it's a gag, but they they are built. They are they are they are they were summoned from a hell toilet. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's a reasonable it's a reasonable assumption that their poop gas is equally is equally Satan. Oh yeah, I'm sure it's bad. But yeah, the yeah, girls sure it's are real rough. The girls are sent into like a crater in the middle of the the town square, and it definitely has some like death of superman vibes i don't know if y'all yeah. got that too i definitely yeah, a little bit a little bit it, of death of superman there it was pretty it was pretty intense everyone is uh looking on and crying uh and their tears kind of wake up the girls and they 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 shamefully float up and they're like no we lost and here we get to the moment with ms bellum that is just really just so much bosom it's it's uh, she she tells them that they need to f- they've been thinking about this the wrong way and that they have what little boys fear more than anything in the world. And instead of fighting, they should try being nice. And they're like, what? And she goes, you they're know, made out of sugar and spice and everything nice. It could have been a very cool moment. It could have. It really could have. But because of the physical blocking of this scene, <laughs> when she goes, Ms. Bellum goes, you know, 
Nice. You know. Her hands move to reveal her cleavage as she says nice. <laughs> yeah. Strongly yep. implying that they should just fucking show some skin just to tart, these boys. Tart it up. <laughs> like it's a really it's really not great. Like yeah. if they had done anything different visually, that moment could have been all right. A moment it could have been really close to okay, right? Right. But they've also pegged themselves in with this like face joke about Miss Bellum that nothing they can do with her doesn't still feel like weirdly sexist. And she like her her whole tone of voice is really like sultry. Everything she says is like You know, nice. I get it. Ew gross. I don't know, it just feels really gross. Yeah. Um but the episode resolves super fast after that because they just go up and they kiss all the boys on the cheek. They show up in like mascara or something. Yeah, they're like they're wearing makeup. <laughs> Which they are kindergartners. They yep. they do go to a kindergarten. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, uh. So they show up and then they they each give the respective ratty rough boy a little kiss on the cheek because they've got those sultry like weird bedroom eyes and it's ah I don't <laughs> I don't like it. But the one part I do like is that instead of being like oh ew gross and like maybe leaving to come and fight back another day no. Girls' kisses just cause them to explode. Yeah, they explode. <laughs> They're so grossed out by by <laughs> intimacy, I would say. Yeah. Uh, that they literally explode. Yeah. And that's kind of fun. And they and you know, and Mojo gets thrown in the prison van again and and like Rory was saying earlier, the girls then have a little bit of talk about how they actually kinda liked kissing. Well, Blossom and Bubbles like it. Uh Buttercup did not like it. Queer icon Buttercup. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much the end of it. Yeah. How do we, how do we feel about this one? This is a really popular episode. I I thought most of the jokes worked for me. The sexist stuff is there and it's true. And you, you kind of come down on however you are going to come down on the show in general. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be problematic if you don't want to look, overlook it and you are not expected to, but it's just a choice you're going to make when you watch any episode of Powerpuff Girls, it seems like. Yeah, it's kind of How baked. much am I going to scrutinize the old, the, you know, the sexism of the late 90s? Sure. I watched this. I remember watching Rowdy Rough Boys when I was a kid, and I very much was excited about these episodes. Um, I remember, actually, as soon as I would see if there was a Rowdy Rough Boys episode on, I would go through the house trying to figure out where my brother was to let him know that there was a Rowdy Rough Boys episode on. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan join is me. famous for hiding. <laughs> from hiding from Austin's. We never know where Jordan is. Where'd he go? So, uh, every know, time there's a Rowdy Rough Boys episode, he's in another cubbyhole. <laughs> I, have to, I have to seek out he's, this, this, this he's brother He's tucked away mine. in his crook. He's tucked away in some little crook. <laughs> So we could join. I'd have to summon him from his toilet, and we'd have to get all together, and and uh, like, we could watch this like, rowdy boy. Are all men like Draculas? Like we go to bed in a toilet? Like it's like our <laughs> Is own that personal. What you think Dracula does? <laughs> like a coffin. Dracula's got oh, a coffin, but like gross boys yeah. have toilets that gross they go boys and slumber slither in. into the toilet and close the lid. <laughs> well, you'll have to ask Patrick, our resident gross boy in chief. Uh, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, boys, I think it's time that we change locations because we've been here for, uh, you know, for half a day. And I think we need to to pack up this tent and find another toilet to slither into. What do you say? Andy crawled through a mile of muck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rory. What's up? Uh, I want you to tell us about our new sponsor. 
our well, brand new know, sponsor. My, yes, my favorite thing to do is tell us about tell tell people about sponsors. Please tell but, us about Big Jonathan's masculine clocks. <laughs> Big Jonathan's masculine clocks, you guys. Let me just let me just wipe let me just wipe some sweat off my brow. Put down these two by fours. <laughs> <laughs> Because guess what? It's closing time at the wood shop. <laughs> <laughs> How do I know that? Well, it's from it's from these incredibly it's in, these incredibly these incredibly nice masculine clocks that we that we put that we you know if you've ever been afraid of hanging something on a wall might make you seem a little bit prissy then mm-hmm. right so you, that's a little too much like arranging. It's a little bit too much like arranging. It's exactly right. <laughs> so how do you deal with with the need to know the time with your crippling fear of, you know, hanging and arranging things on walls? <laughs> oh, I'm on tenterhooks. Tell me. It's Big Jonathan's masculine clocks. It's these very nice big big clocks that you can put on your walls and your you can put them on your cars. And <laughs> Wow. Are they are these well, like digital clocks? What are they? Oh god. God no! These are these are sundials. In <laughs> the coolest way to tell time because it's the most because it's the most exclusionary. If you can't read a sundial, you don't even know what time it is. Because let's be real, nobody at the wood shop can't look at a sundial. But if some if some if some cis lord comes in, some some real. Some real prissy little dandy comes in and wants to buy wants to buy wooden our wooden effects. You won't have any idea what time it is. It'll be it'll be you'll look like a real a real sassy dandy. I like this. I like this a lot. How do they attach? They affix to to walls like with with the glue with with uh with what I would call with what I would call um. Uh, a manly paste that is smeared on the back of all of Big Big Jonathan's masculine clocks. Thanks very much. I have no follow-up questions. <laughs> Good, because I'm quite quite frankly, I'm tired of answering your inane questions about my very simple, awesome clocks. Well, I've got one. If what if there's no sun and the sundial doesn't work? Nobody buys a sundial on a cloudy day, Austin. It really doesn't come up that often. Well, I have I've I have carried my my raccoon bride in a in a burlap sack to our new location. <laughs> Her preferred mode of transport. <laughs> and here we the are. Thrashing means she's happy. <laughs> the thrashing means she's happy. So here we are at our new campsite. We have we've we've gotten far enough away from prison that we can speak at a full volume at a full shout even. Oh, thank God. This abandoned quarry. This <laughs> And uh, down here at the bottom of the quarry, what's this? It's Astropoi episode four, Atlas Lives Again. <gasps> and you might be thinking, again? Well, that surely means we are acquainted with this character, Atlas. <laughs> not, a, uh, not even a little bit. He is a sort of reverse Astro Boy that has been cut out of the first few episodes. Uh, and probably we've got... <laughs> 
probably by some by some sloppy translators who didn't realize that this character comes back for like 10 more episodes. Yeah. And is there... Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like a really stupid choice to cut him to cut his whole origin story when we're going to revisit him like a million times. Look, western television was not prepared for a really like uh a serialized story, you know? Yeah, I mean this was still like what, 1980 on the dot when this show came out. So like this was really early. Yeah, and they were not they weren't prepared to have to like shit, do we have to do like a last time on? Like this is the show for kids, for babies. Could be the fat cats over at the studio might have been a little bit put off by by putting down their their fair lady Ayn Rand. Because <laughs> Atlas, Atlas certainly does a lot of shrugging in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> and they might have felt they might have felt besmirched. They might have felt personally targeted. Well, he does a lot of reaching these, in this episode. All of these shrugs. Can you give us the uh, synopsis? Here's how it goes: In Astro's second encounter with Atlas, he stops Atlas's scheme of enslaving humanity with a series of technological thefts. One of which involves the proposed robotic mother and father of Astro. So this this episode starts feeling like we've missed a lot more than one episode. <laughs> uh, it begins and they're on an airplane. Astro and his profess his new professor father, Elephant, uh, Elephant, <laughs> Professor Elephant, who's not so his funny. real dad, but I guess his real dad also isn't his dad now, right? Because uh, he has new parents, and they haven't been built yet. He's going to have robot parents. I liked the little bit of world building, but it was very, very off-putting. So the world building here that I mentioned is the is is the the fact that the the ro- the face makers are uh, is a rare skill that is of some of some repute in in, in yeah. this world. Not everybody can just make a convincing human face to put on robots. Mm-hmm. It does mean that Astro Boy has a suitcase with his parents' faces in his lap. <laughs> it's, it's very upsetting. <laughs> he so, makes some comment like, wow, it feels weird carrying comment. my parents I can't on my believe lap. I'm... Oh, just you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So I watched episode three. Well, I, I saw some cuts of episode three. I skipped through it to try to get a little context. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that episode is about, uh, basically, they introduce, like, well, yes, the Equal Rights Bill is passed, and, and robots have full equal rights as humans. And that means that your little boy's got to go to school. <laughs> and we're introduced to Elephant's friend, and his name is Daddy Walrus. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's a character named Daddy Walrus. Is Daddy yeah. Walrus? Yeah, his name is, well, his real name is not Daddy Walrus, but he goes by <laughs> Daddy Walrus. <laughs> like, hi, my name's Dr. James Buchanan, but you can call me Daddy Walrus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's got if a big you're white mustache. If you're dirty, you can call me Daddy Walrus. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I hate the name. I love the name. Uh, I wonder if it's meant to be evocative of, like, Daddy Walrus. It's Warbucks. evocative, all right. <laughs> it is evocative, for sure. <laughs> But if it's like Little Orphan Annie was a thing, was a, you know, classic cartoon at okay, this time. Yeah. And so I don't know if like a Daddy Warbucks sort of scenario, but Daddy Walrus is a primary school teacher, uh, <laughs> as well as like a judo instructor. Um, yeah, so there's some overlap there. There's there's some some overlap <laughs> there. 
but if Daddy Walrus is is teaching, well, it's not the teaching. it's not the first it's not the first uh, school teacher we've met who also doubles as the school's karate teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, that was Lucas and Cybersex as well. Yes, right? it was. Yeah, but so Daddy Walrus uh, is setting up for Astro to be joining the school, and they've just allowed for integration. It's essentially a school integration episode. That's kind of fun. That is thinly veiled. Um, it's pretty direct about it. Uh, but at the very end, Astro Boy saves the day and Daddy Walrus and Professor Elephant <laughs> whisper to each other. They say, hmm, how about, how about we get a mom and a dad for Astro, hey? Because he doesn't already have a complicated enough daddy issue. So let's add a third right. guy into the, into the mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. So that's pretty much let's the only setup. him a father. Is that, hey, we're going to give uh, this little one a little real mom and dad, but they're fake robots that we've programmed to love him. <laughs> love him. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that won't have any sort of trauma. Yeah. Uh, so now now we're in this episode and they're coming back from having gotten their his parents' faces. Still really cool. weird to say. Really gross. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and a thing that's going to happen through that throughout this episode is that Astro sort of gets like a weird feeling in his little tum tum. And suddenly the entire plane is like engulfed in lightning. Yeah, he's got um, some sort of magnetic, magnetic attraction to uh, to our dear friend Atlas. They're pulled. They're pulled to one another. Well, mm-hmm. and, and part of the they're like drawn. origin story that we missed from the from the first episode, the way it was cut together for the dub is that um, this other this other professor named Valpurg- Valpurgus or something along those lines. Dr. Uh, Skunk. Well, Skunk is like a, a a mobster who stole the plans for Doctor oh. Valpurgus, and Valpurgus made a uh, a boy, a little robot boy, who looked very like Astro, but was orange and had like yellow hair. And he was really rude. He, he was super mean. He was given the Omega Factor, which is like a no no uh, that we learn. It's like a, a thing that allows robots to be evil. So I have to no idea mean. why this guy would do it's, that. Uh, yeah, we've invented a way <laughs> to make robots mean. Oh, sweet! I'm yeah. gonna put this in my new boy. <laughs> <laughs> But he he uh, he's a part of that fight at the boat with the, all the icebergs and stuff. And Astro Boy almost dies. But like in a moment of pity, uh, uh, Atlas saves him and sort of runs off. And we are led to then believe that he, he goes and he like kills his creator and starts rebuilding his body, which is why he shows up in this episode is like this giant fucking caped Adonis. Oh, my this, God. He's so yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to talk about him in just a minute. But yeah, I just want uh, to give the background for for Atlas yes. that we missed. Yeah, so this uh, lightning storm happens on the plane, and Astro Boy does a great job of saving the plane and guiding it down to the uh, safely to the ocean. Um, and then he like runs out of batteries or something, and he just sinks <laughs> uh, to the ocean floor. Uh, yeah, it's this like it's this connection that he has with Atlas right. where they're, they're like they get near each other and Atlas is doing evil shit and their eyes flash red and Astro Boy like faints. Yeah. So he wakes up. He finds a crystal on the ocean floor. It's a neotectoron crystal. <laughs> Future and, tech crystal. <laughs> right. And he just shows it to Elephant and they're like trying to figure out what's going on there. Uh, trying to figure out what the cause of lightning is. Uh, and then we cut to like a Frankenstein man and a rat boy. <laughs> oh, see, see, I wrote gross zombie man and mole man. Oh yeah, he, he looks he looks like a grown up of the of the scary kids from Akira. He's like this kind of like gray, yeah, the blue gray skin monster with with normal stringy hair. hair. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this is Skunk. This is the this is the guy who like stole Astro Boy's plans in the cut content. For episode uh, one. Oh, I thought okay. he was supposed to be the doctor. So this nope. one is Skunk. This okay. is Skunk. He's a mobster. Got it. Uh, and they're so, fleeing from the cops for something for crimes, I guess. It's just general yeah, for crimes. just being general crimes. Yeah. And they are saved at the last minute before they're arrested by none other than Atlas, who <laughs> arrives in this like classical music fanfare gliding down from the sun on a fucking robot unicorn <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> this dude is fucking incredible and he's he's trampling cops which is awesome right he's like <laughs> he's like fucking up cops he sees in the means of production he's like uh you know an anti-capitalist hero he's like robbing banks taking yeah. away from the big corporations you it's know like, i'm all it- about it it's so funny. Like he's he's still super young. Like he's Astro Boy's age, right? So it's like for a robot, I guess like your hunk birthday is whenever you find enough tools to just reshape your body into like a a Rob Lee filled wet dream. Like, yeah. To, well, <laughs> well, he was rejected for being you know an Astro Boy, and so he became a man. He, he became, became an Astro man. man, an Atlas man. I'm Astro Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. The, I don't have those is, silly little butt guns anymore. I've got. I've got a big man's cannon. He's got a giant sword and a cannon and a robot horse, and he kicks ass and he, he hates cops. Kick ass. <laughs> he, he kicks ass and hates cops. He, he looks like he's from a different show. He looks like he's from the Boo Saga, of Dragon Austin, Ball Z. Like, Austin added everything, but and is my best friend now. <laughs> <laughs> he's my best friend. Fuck it. And sometimes when he talks, he sounds like Adam West. So he's like, yeah. yes, yes, it's me, Astro Boy. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, I want him yeah. to be my dad. <laughs> Please be my dad, child <laughs> robot. Uh, speaking of, of robot parents, uh, we do cut also, we cut back to... Um, Astro Boy's parents, and we see them actually like the faces are slapped on these robot bodies. Ooh. And that, that dad's uh, got a strong 70s dad bod. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, your mom is so pretty, and your dad is strong. He's got a tasteful chunk about him. <laughs> he does have a tasteful <laughs> chunk. Um, they, I guess they decided to just to, to make him that way. Uh, the real part of this episode, there's again, these Astro Boy episodes have so many little in, like specific beats that are occurring and they move very fast and there's a lot that happens. Yeah. But the important thing is that uh, Atlas does some crimes with Skunk, but gets fed up with like listening to Skunk because he's just a shitty mob dude. And he runs off to do crimes of his own. And his first major crime is to steal Astro Boy's new parents. <laughs> and well, it's yeah, so he's, rude. He's, essentially, what he was doing is he was stealing from the man. Like, he was taking, uh, seizing the the assets of the wealthy, you know, capitalist scum. And then <laughs> as, the soon as, production. as soon as the mobsters were, like, you know, having a fortune of their own, right? Suddenly, they've become the systemic power mm, that, mm-hmm, that Atlas mm-hmm. wants to fight. And he leaves. And then he, yeah, he needs he needs workers to to help him seize the means of production. <laughs> I want to point out you guys you guys mocked or ridiculed me for pointing out that maybe the capitalist swine were too afraid of Atlas. <laughs> then Austin goes full hog, full hog Austin on it, goes full Marxist on it, and he's and he's and he's a hero. <laughs> Rory, Rory, we just don't like it when certain things come out of your mouth. I don't think that's unfair. I think that that's just that you need a better mouth. 
Right. You have a you have a pirate's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you steal the happiness from me. <laughs> you have a pirate's mouth. That mouth needs to walk the plank. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great insult. <laughs> I will say, when Atlas walks in on the mobsters with all their money, and they're just basically just (laughs) trying to rub it into their skin, trying to osmote it, it's pretty pretty funny. They've taken the the gag of, like, rolling in a pile of money to this odd extreme where they're just, like, literally trying to absorb the money (laughs) through their skin. (laughs) I do like it. It's pretty fun. I do like it. They just seem like... They seem like such small scale bad guys that they're kind of endearing, you know. Yeah. Scott, like Especially when they have like a super really... titan of, of robot kind. <laughs> yeah, and then they just do a couple bits of petty crime, and then, then they just sort of relax. And Skunk's like, "Man, this will last us a while. Let me just rub this on me for a while." And 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 yeah, he's like, "I'm out. <laughs> I need to do better crime. This is <laughs> bullshit." So he's got um, he takes all these robots, including Astro Boy's parents. That they're suddenly very attached to, like yeah. Suddenly everybody's just calling them Astro's parents, and <laughs> it's like, oh no, mom and dad, oh no, my parents. Like they haven't made your parents yet. You have a real dad somewhere. Like, well, okay, but this is actually where I think the episode succeeds. Is that Astro Boy has, whether or not we see it necessarily on screen or not, Astro Boy has gotten really attached to the idea of having parents. That's and true. that the fact that it was almost happening and then they're gone, he's really upset. And like the rest of the episode, he is like, you know, he's very attached to the idea. And I, I do appreciate that. It makes it it gives us a bit of insight into where he's at. And I like yeah, totally I mean, like that. It's the only emotional core of the episode, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that is the the parents stuff. It's it feels a little fast, I think, is the only problem is it just feels like suddenly we're just given the idea that he has a new mom and dad. which i think is the is the weird part but yeah the idea of 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 him you know being being tied to having these parents and it makes sense actually of um professor elephant to he's a boy and he should have parents and so he's like i'll make some robot parents for him like (laughs) that feels natural like i can't be a father to him They're just having He's these meetings, robot. and it's like, all right, our weapon child is getting a little restless. Uh, yeah, I, Let's make him some parents to get him to shut that. up. Yeah, Austin, yeah the, although although build somebody parents is is just sort of uh, silly, you know. Mm-hmm. I guess it feels like, boy, this boy sure needs parents. <laughs> Why don't I build him some? It's, it's just an odd. It's an odd juxtaposition there. Mm-hmm. I think I think the key for me was just that. It was like kind of like realizing that Astro Boy is still emotionally naive enough to not question the like, well, if you made my parents like, is their love for me going to be real? Is this going to be just like uncomfortable? Like, is any of this going to be is it's just totally fake, right? Yeah, don't worry about it. He's not questioning that. He's just happy to think about the idea that he has parents like real kids. Right. And I I find that pretty interesting, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So he realizes that he learns about the omega factor he learns about atlas uh and he knows that he has to go after him you know it's sort of a harry and voldemort scenario (laughs) and he feels like he needs to go after the call and follow their link together 
No, I uh, want you to go down uh, a little bit farther on that on that uh, the Harry Potter yeah, let's analogy. Let's keep talking about Harry Potter. Let's keep talking you... about about audience favorite Harry Potter, <laughs> about America's America's darling Harry. <laughs> you know, just for Rory's sake, I think that'd be great. So you know, he follows the the Horcrux that bound them together. Uh, you know, their their psychic link as he is the boy who lived, and he goes back he's going across the ocean following this this feeling and he he gets hit by that same lightning beam and goes back underwater and wakes up in this uh techno lair uh full of these neo neo tectoron crystals and uh, there's our sweet boy our, our hmm. sweet man Atlas. this shot is incredible uh i mean you know for the time right like i think this this moment where Astro Boy wakes up and then the camera pans backwards and there's a silhouetted giant horrifying figure looming over him and as Astro Boy's eyes are flashing red the only thing that we can see on the big figure is his eyes also flashing red at the same time yeah and then like we it like the details resolve and we see that it's Atlas and you know Astro Boy has to stare at him for a little bit because you know his boyfriend has turned into his hunk friend mm-hmm. uh, right but it's a really cool shot very effective. Yeah, and, you know, they chat and basically, you know, Astro Boy remembers his fight that we didn't get to see. Mm-hmm. And then we get this full overindulgent plan to dominate the world. Well, he shits on his parents first. He's like, he's like, what have you done with your my mom, my mom and dad? And he's like, what? You mean those fucking robots over there? You're a robot. You don't have parents. They're playing a trick on you. That is bullshit. Right. Like, which almost like in another story a more modern story could have been really like a really compelling argument right like that mm-hmm. could have tempted astro boy like yeah he could have gaslit him a little more like man they're they are filling your life with fake stuff that is just there to placate you like right come You're with a me and of fight war. for the truth like, <laughs> yeah, yeah like that could have been a really cool thing but you know mm-hmm. that's not that's not really what this show is doing right like that's not the kind of that's not the kind of cynicism this show lives in no which is fine uh what we do get then is is butt gun destruction <laughs> uh Astro Boy blasts his ass um and <laughs> takes out this this uh underwater lair really quickly. Yeah. In the end Astro Boy is incredibly OP. <laughs> yeah, and then we get a cut to and a time skip and there's a house ready for Astro and the door opens and jump whether it's a robot version of jump or if it's this real how would they get that real dog? Toby's dog? I don't know. Because uh, like the- Jump, the real Jump, did not like Robot Toby. <laughs> and then uh, his his fake robot parents are there. <laughs> and they, they hug and he's really happy and that's that's the episode. I just imagine that house is full of one-way glass and on the other side there's researchers taking notes of every interaction. Right? Yeah, like- you know, equal rights for robots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also we'll just make you some parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ideas aren't incompatible at all. <laughs> there, There is a little bit of weirdness of, I think they were a little quick to grant full equal rights to robots when they're kind of like, <laughs> I'm not, look, look, I'm not here to deny equal rights. It kind of sounds just, like you are. It kind of sounds like you want weird. change to happen, but at a pace that's comfortable for you, Austin. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they look, we made some robots and then suddenly we're like, yeah, no, they're people now. That's it. They're people. Are you saying they're not people? I don't know if they're people. Austin, 
Austin, don't be on the wrong side of history here. This is recording. <laughs> Look, you know, they're robots gonna are still evolving. Look, is, we have Austin's a bot in our Discord channel, channel right now named Craig, who is listening to every word and recording oh, it. When and he Craig, remembers. <laughs> Craig's going to remember this. And he will never forget. <laughs> He's going to come back to finish the job. <laughs> Uh, so I suggested we watch this episode alongside uh, Rowdy Rough Boys because it seems to have at least one link in terms of like a... a the dark a, side of creation. Yeah, like the, the nega version of the main character that was created by a rival uh, with evil in their heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is also um, a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. And I... Uh, I, I think it's interesting the different directions that they went, of course, uh, because they're very different shows, but... yeah. Um, yeah, I also think yeah, that... the yeah, a cape hunk on a unicorn or or three little <laughs> three little toilet boys. Uh, I think it's no surprise that almost every superhero that's ever existed has had a villain that has is an inversion inversion to some degree. Yeah, um, you know, because it's just such a common way to problem solve when you have a powerful character. You need that power to get matched somehow and see what happens. Well, and it's a common criticism of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. And that all of those movies for a very long time, just and especially all the origin movies, it's like, what's the villain? Oh, it's the main character, but bad. Right. It's that, it's that Pro-ZD video. That I, it's, it's, that's what I'm referencing, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's definitely more common and easier. It's very easy to just make a an inversion villain. Well, well and I think the, the Rowdy Rough Boys are they're fun because they are like the 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 shackles are off of them right right uh like they're they're the they're all of the destructive tendencies that we see from the powerpuff girls that we look at them and sort of are like oh wow so with, they're, with they're none leaving. of the remorse right mm-hmm. right and and that's that's a fun angle uh for for a villain right because like the the heroes are the heroes are already kind of inadvertently destructive but the bad guys really get to you know to crank that up but mm-hmm. with with Atlas, that's not really what's going on. It's more of an idealistic shift, right? Like they're very similar in terms of their capabilities. Uh, but Atlas's worldview has taken him in a totally different direction. Well, right. I mean, and Astro's kind of a blank slate. I mean, he with this the exception that he wants to save people, right? He he has no values, mm-hmm. right? Or not not the way Atlas does. Yeah, I mean, children don't really. You yeah, know, I just think it's I think it's an interesting difference. Atlas has ideals and values and things that right. he is going. Yeah. And, and Astro Boy just wants to be a boy. Right. Well, and it's also important to remember that Atlas is himself also a boy. That's... He just built a hunk body for himself. He's 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 three boys stacked <laughs> on top of himself. He started in a taking accelerated coat. college courses. Yeah. <laughs> now he's got a bunch of half-baked ideas about seizing the means of production that he hasn't really... <laughs> put into yeah. full effect yeah well b- boys um we are we are on our way uh you know we, we can't stay here in this quarry forever we're gonna eventually no. need to to find our way to to tijuana so that we can live our lives out in, in relative TJ? obscurity gotta get to tj because That's of all, our the cool kids call it. all the cool kids over at university of california <laughs> Talk about going you know. to TJ for the weekend. Yeah. Also, apparently, us the quarry denizens have complained <laughs> about Rory and his <laughs> wife, <laughs> and Rory needs to go to a place where he can be free. 
be free from prying eyes and judgmental. <laughs> what was her name again? Samantha Jones. Samantha Jones. I'm sorry. I'm such a terrible friend. I married you two. I should remember. It's just, I just keep How looking at her you? and thinking that she's just a feral raccoon. <laughs> she's just a raccoon in a raccoon in a sack. You written bride on. Alright guys, thanks so much for, for 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 going on the run with us, from running away from anime prison, from fan fiction prison, from the you know, for the place where Andy took us with his word crimes. And we got out and we're together now on the lamb, you me and the listeners. You, you me mean and Dupree. Dupree. You mean I went to you me and Dupree. Too. Oh wow. Oh wow. Yeah, we can't forget about your raccoon wife. And my sweet my sweet raccoon wife. Yeah, it's it's it was a good time today. We had a real high concept adventure. Um, if you if you like our high concept adventures, then you can go find us on any of those social media platforms that you regularly frequent, except LinkedIn, because no one's on there but nerds. Oh, but I'm done LinkedIn, so explain that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to explain. Checkmate, atheists. <laughs> So, uh, you can find us there. Uh, pl- please subscribe to us on wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a, a nice comment. If you don't, if you have iTunes but you don't listen to us there, still just go to iTunes and leave like a rating. It's really awesome. Um, and you know, Apple has the weird stranglehold on podcast world. And then uh, we have a website. It's called SadamTuesdays.com. You can type that into your old timey web browser and find pictures of us and all of our episodes and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, please, please just show your support. We live in a vacuum <laughs> and we want to know you love us. That's true. And you can also show us support uh, by watching our episode next and listening to our episode <laughs> next week, uh, where we're going to do episode four of our Super Kids arc. We're going to be looking at uh, a really fun episode of Astro Boy about bees, <laughs> uh, episode 34. Uh, yeah. of Astro Boy and uh, season 4 episode 1 or episode 4 of Powerpuff Girls depending on where you look uh, Hey Diddle Riddle that's on Hulu it should be episode 4 of season 4 I believe it's called Him Diddle Riddle Him Diddle Riddle okay for you Christ's know? sake I, I don't I don't know why we okay take... why do we even try with you god damn it you ruined our outro just ruined <laughs>